0: Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Just chilling. How about chillin'? you? Good. I'm tired. Uh, what are you eating?
1: Because I just yeah. saw you
0: in a wine
1: glass. Yeah. Well, I could probably drink it now. It was a lot more thick um, 30 minutes ago. Yeah. But it's a margarita. Ooh, fun. Mhm. Love that. I didn't I don't have like a margarita class. So, I'm <laughs> like, we'll just go with the wine glass. Mm, that's fair. hmm What are you drinking?
0: Um, well... While I was sitting here waiting for you, I... Oh, no.
1: Let's not start that, because I was ready at 11. And you Francesca, texted me at
0: 8.45. Like, my ass would be awake at 8.45 on a Saturday. I wake up at 7.30. Usually, I wake up at 8.30. Okay, and we both know I am not a morning person. 11 o'clock. I was up at 10.45. Leave me alone. It is my only day to sleep in. (laughs) And then Francesca said
1: 11.15, which I was still ready. I was ready at
0: 11.30 after I texted you 11.30.
1: Well, you had to wait then. My mom called me and we were talking and she's like, wait, I have this stuff right now if you want me to just tell you and I can put it in. I was like, I'll put it in. For all those of you who don't understand, because we started this conversation before we started recording. (laughs) I spelled on Ancestry.com rabbit hole and have now been putting all my stuff in there. And found out that I am more Canadian than I had thought originally. Mm. So JT True Daddy. <laughs> if you could just send me my papers, it would be much appreciated. Your offices are not very helpful. True Daddy, Thank get you. on it.
0: <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, so while I was waiting for you. I went to go look for something to drink and I remember we had pizza in there. So naturally I had a piece of pizza and, naturally. um, so we had my dad's birthday party like a month ago and my mother showed that she clearly does not know me because she said, oh, I got your favorite beer and got a 24 case of Bud Light, ma'am. And I said, ma'am, do you know me at all? We are a Stella Artois family. Even I know that. Yeah. So now we just have a bunch of Bud Light and not much else in the fridge. So I grabbed that. <clears throat> Don't know if I'm actually going to drink it, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. That was like my go-to beer in college when it was like $4. Right,
1: right. And no one can blame you for that. $4. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, have you finished
1: the Shadow and Bone
0: series? I have.
1: It's amazing. I think that it's better than the trilogy, but not better than the duology. So, for any of you out there who don't know what that means, Shadow and Bone has a trilogy. There's a trilogy. The original trilogy, which is Shadow and Bone, Siege and Storm, Ruin, and Rising. And that's, like, the original three. And then she has two spinoff duologies. Six of Crows... And then Crooked Kingdom, that's like the first one. And then King of Scars, and there's another one. Because I have not read the King of Scars duology yet, so. But she don't will, don't worry. I will, I'll get to it. I'll probably cover it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think it's better than the original trilogy, but not better than the Six of Crows duology. Okay. But I still think it's amazing, I love it. I'm re-watching it right now with Janelle. Oh, shout out Janelle. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so this week, I'm really excited. I'm doing Lost in the Neverwoods by Aiden Thomas.
0: Ooh, look and he spelled Aiden cover. right.
1: Oh, it's that is so, a beautiful cover. So I've read this author before. I read his debut, Cemetery Boys, and I really liked it. And I actually, incidentally, I think I saw him like on TikTok talking about how he had Nook Book coming out. On my way to a Barnes & Noble back, like, a month and a half ago. And then I found it at Barnes & Noble. It was out early. They had put it on the floor early. so Love when they do that. Yeah, I love that. So I picked it up immediately. I was, like, sold. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm super excited. So this is, like, a Peter Pan retelling, kind mm. of. Let me see the, like, a uh, good. I love... How it's, like,
0: supposed to be wood, but they get that silhouette of the two faces in there as, like, it cuts up the trees. That's, like, so beautifully done.
1: And I love the colors.
0: Yeah, look at the the end pages. Oh, I like that. I like the pink because it goes really well with that blue and the purple. Right. I love good design. It's Uh,
1: so pretty. I could talk about this stuff for, like, hours. I I I know. I love it. Oh, shit. shit. (laughs) There we go. But yeah, I really enjoyed this book and I'm kind of going to do something different this week because I'm kind of over the scripted feeling (laughs) of of my episodes. So I'm kind of just going to like tell you about the book as if I'm just talking to a friend, which I am. Yeah. So I might ask some questions
0: and elaborate. Yeah.
1: But But, um, I'm excited for this. Yeah, because I'm kind of over just the scripted feeling. I feel like I get bored when I'm doing it, so I'm just going to go it. with the flow. Wing fake it, it till you make it. I best not be seeing any comments about how I've messed something up. I am only human. I read at, like, hey. two, two TM- speed. TM-, 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 TM, Jonas Brothers. Only human? It's oh, only human. I was thinking about... uh the other song like Christina Perry
0: <laughs> but Oh the human. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Sorry, my mind immediately goes to the Jonas Brothers in all in all states,
1: so but yeah. I guess we'll just dive, dive right into it. you goes. I did write some notes down because I tend to forget beginning of books. Mm, that's fair. Quite quickly. Yeah. So, we open up the book with Wendy Darling who has been drawing trees in a boy's face for, like, ages. And it's, hmm. like, just randomly. She And she can't seem to stop it. She can't seem to catch herself doing it. And she just, like, automatically, as soon as she got, like, a pen in her hand, just starts, like, drawing it. And it's just, just, like, I don't know what this is. I don't know who this boy is. I don't know what this tree is. But it covers, like, all the pages of her notebook. It's on napkins in her car.
0: Is this... Before you is this? I know, like the original Peter Pan was obviously very fantasy. Is this? Hold on, I feel like you ask these questions and I answer them later. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, like, is this like gonna be very heavily fantasy oriented? Like, or is she like psychic? Like, is that? I just want to know, like, is this gonna be more realistic fantasy or? Oh, I was actually gonna mention this is a
1: realistic uh, fiction book.
0: Okay, that's what I was
1: wondering. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. I feel like Peter Pan is realistic fiction, mm-hmm. and this definitely is in the same vein. Yeah.
0: Because I wasn't sure if this was going to go, like, heavy fantasy in one direction, or, like, more realistic fantasy.
1: In I feel like this really mean. accurately summarizes, like, our reading experiences, because I feel like my reading experience is very, like, head empty. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, like, here vibing, being like, okay... What are you going to throw at me next? Like, I'm not. And then you're very, like, analytical and, like, trying to, like, think of all the twists before (laughs) they happen. (laughs) Because I'm very competitive like that where
0: I need to be right all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I also, that's the ADHD in me where I'm, like, I don't want to waste my time. So, like, I need to know beforehand if I'm going to like it or not. That kind of thing. But that's just me.
1: I just feel like it really accurately like summarizes it does. It does. each of us. Because I'm just like, <laughs> why do you need to know?
0: Like, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just want to prepare myself so I'm not, like, confused later on. Like, oh, why is this happening? You know what I mean?
1: I don't know. I feel like I just, like, assume things. Well, you know what happens when you assume? You make an ass out of you and me? Damn straight. Well, see, I go into books blind most of the time, so I think that's probably that's why. I like just will pick up a book. Sometimes I don't even know if it's fantasy or not. I'm like, I'm just here for the ride, fam. <laughs> I'm just That's here. That's fair. That's fair. So one night on her drive back from work, which she works at like a hospital with I think kids. She tell she's like works in the children's room. Okay. And tells them stories and stuff. And on her drive back from from work, something big Lands on her, her, the hood of her car, but she doesn't see what it is. And so she's, like, forced to stop and be like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Like, f- did that leave a dent? Mm-hmm. Am I going to have to pay insurance? So, yeah, she pulls over to investigate and is like, what the fuck is up here, fam? What just hit my car? And finds a boy curled up who, like, low-key looks dead. He's just, like, in the road, she she didn't hit this this boy like it's not who landed on her hood of the car but it's very strange regardless ma'am um so after she calls nine one one they get there and the b- boy briefly wakes up and seems to recognize her and says her name but the gag is is that she really doesn't know this boy like she has no memory of him whatsoever but still feels like she should know she should like know him and she mm-hmm. should recognize him. And her mind, like, supplies her with the name Peter. So, she follows, like, the ambulance back to the hospital. She, uh, where her mom works. Her mom's a nurse. And meanwhile, during this chaos, like, the police want to question her. She's trying to find her mom. She doesn't really want to be questioned. She kind of just wants to find Peter. This man goes missing. Like, straight up leaves the hospital, So, of course, after this happens, she goes home. But later on, the cops want to interrogate her, even though she wants, like, nothing to do with them. We love a leftist, what can I say? (laughs) Wait, one more question. Is this in the
0: United States or in England? Yeah, this
1: is set in Oregon. Okay. So, um, this is when we find out that when Wendy was 12... She and her two brothers, John and Michael, um, and their dog went missing one night. Uh, Nana! In, yeah, in December, and the dog came back with their blood on her fur, but it wasn't until six months later that Wendy was found, but her brothers weren't. So her she came back, but her brothers have still been missing. Oh my god! Right. How long ago was this? I think it's supposed to be like four... No. Like, six years ago? Five, six years ago? Okay. And she doesn't remember? Yeah, she doesn't remember anything. So, she comes back. She, like, has no clue where her brothers went. She doesn't know where she was. She's, like, selective amnesia, I guess. That's sketchy. Right. So, and her brothers have been missing ever since. Peter was wearing similar things to to Wendy when she came back. So, the cops have a suspicion that he has something to do with their disappearance and that she may also have something like that. She, yeah, she might, sorry, I forgot to mention something. (laughs) I didn't write this down. Um, but basically during this all, there have been other children going missing from their town. So when Peter is found and he has the same, the same clothing on that Wendy did when she came back, the town starts to think that Wendy and Peter might be connected to all these other kids going missing, because they are connected. Mm-hmm. So people okay, are so just other, like, very
0: other kids have been going missing,
1: to be Yes. Clear. Okay. Got it. See, this is the, that's the one good thing about taking notes, is that you're very succinct, but I hate reading off of like a script. Yeah. So she talks to well, she talks to police. She really does not give them anything useful, because <laughs> they're like, do you remember anything from when your, pa- your your brothers went missing? She's like, no, still, I do not remember anything. Mm-hmm. Leave me the fuck alone. They still want her to come down to the um, station. She's not really too keen on that, but her parents kind of, like, mm-hmm. want her to go because mm-hmm. it's the cops, and they want her to, like, help them out. Mm-hmm. So... Later that night, wh- while Wendy is outside on her, like, <laughs> playhouse swing set thing, mm-hmm. thinking about the first couple weeks after she came back s- from being missing, suddenly Peter appears, like, out of nowhere. Um, and Wendy, like, freaks the fuck out and, like, faints from seeing him. Because she can't believe that he is, like, real. Because she's mm-hmm. still thinking, like oh, I feel like I'm doing such a bad job at this, and I love this book so much. <laughs> like, yeah, Peter shows up. He, uh, she faints because she's freaked out because she's been kind of remembering things, like little tiny details mm-hmm. about Peter, and she knows, like, Peter Pan is just, like, a story that her mom told her, so she can't... It, he can't possibly be real. Like, mm-hmm. this is a made-up man. This man is not real. So when he shows up, she's so freaked out that she faints... So then when she comes to Fair. Yeah, right. So when she comes to Peter um she sees Peter and he sees that he'd taken her to like a hunting shack that was like out in the woods and she's like, Why why did you take me here and not just like leave me where I was? And he's like, Well, I didn't want you to leave I didn't want to leave you passed out like on the wet grass, like Okay, so you take me inside to my house. Literally, sir. literally sir. I'm like, sir, that that two and two is not equaling four here. Like, <laughs> so she starts like questioning him a ton about like who he is and why he took her like where, where he did. Um, and Peter's like, he's like showing her around. He's like, welcome to my crib MTV. This <laughs> is it. Um, over here are my five lost boys who do not yeah. know they're
0: lost. And here, over um, here's here... my janky bed is the one-armed one one-handed man trying to murder me um, <laughs> literally. And up there is a self-portrait I did myself. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> he gives so, off um oh what's his face? Aziz Ansari's character from Parks and Rec. Oh, Tom, Tom,
1: Tom. Yes, yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's, um Peter tells her that he took her there because she fainted, um, just because she fainted. Like, there was no other reason. Just because he didn't want her to lay on the grass. And once he, like, untangles her from the springs on the mattress that she's, like, tangled in for some reason, I'm like, why? So t- So laying in the wet grass was, like, the worst thing imaginable. So you take her to a hunting shack where the mattress has springs poking out of it that she can get caught in.
0: That is sketchy.
1: Okay. Makes a lot of sense, I guess. <laughs> and he tells her that, because he looks older than he did when she even saw him originally when he was outside, um, passed out. So she's like, well, how old are you? Like 15? He's like, no, I'm 19. So he's been aging. And he tells her he, um, it's because he's lost his shadow. So he needs her help getting his shadow back. Oh, so without his shadow, he's been aging. Yes, because his shadow, like, detached from him. And that, like, uh-huh. is where his, like, magic comes from. Right, right, right. Partly. Okay. Um, which I really loved because that is, like, the whole um, jumping point from which original Peter Pan starts. Is that Peter Pan comes in um, and his, like, shadow gets torn off and starts. he starts crying. And Wendy sews it back for him. <sighs> so... Which we still have that story in this story. Yeah. Um. That spoiler.
0: <laughs> spoiler. That she sews on. They find his shadow.
1: No, no, no. In well, no. I was what I was gonna say. Original, like in this story, they have a flashback where Peter, um, when Peter first originally meets Wendy, she sewed his shadow back on oh, for him.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he tells her that his shadow is missing and he needs her help getting it back. And Wendy is, like, super hesitant and is like, uh, no, I do not want to do that. <laughs> and, like, kind of storms out and leaves. And when she comes back in, her dad um, sees her out there and is like, dude, what the fuck? Don't go out there. That freaks me out. <laughs> but um, her dad and her mom are, like, very absent parents. And I think it's probably because they're dealing with the grief of losing two kids. Is this a YA book? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, I feel like in
0: like teen drama, in like TV and books, parents are just like an afterthought, I guess. But I guess it makes sense why they would be absent in the context of the book. Well, they're not
1: like absent that way. Like they're just emotionally absent. Okay. Because they're there. They're out throughout the book, they pop up um because this book deals like a lot with grief obviously <laughs> cuz like their one daughter shows up and their two other sons are still like missing so it's as if they're like dead because they've been missing for like five or six years um so they're just like emotionally unavailable for Wendy and they really kind of neglect her in that way her her mom's a nurse she like works all the time and is never home her dad is like a low-key alcoholic. not He's, like, not violent, but he's, like, very strict and uses alcohol to cope. Okay. So, yeah. It's not a fun time for Wendy. <laughs> and Wendy's dealing with a lot of, like, uh grief and guilt over, like, her brother's not coming back because she, like, has survivor's guilt, basically. Mm-hmm. So she goes back inside. Uh, she has, like, this dream kind of remembering neverland like a little bit um after I, th- I like she had i don't know if she finds it i can't exactly remember or if she just like always has held on to it but she has like an acorn that she was we find out was given to her by peter which i thought was such a clever callback to the mm-hmm. original book because in the original book um like peter gives her an acorn as a kiss because he doesn't mm-hmm. understand what a kiss is so she has this acorn and the uh, kind of anchors her to, like, Neverland, it, like, brings up memories. So she has, like, a, a memory of Neverman, Neverland, so it kind of comes back to her. Um, but she kind of just, like, stores it in the back of her mind, is like, well, maybe he's, like, right about this. I don't know. And wakes up the next day, goes, like, heads off to work. <laughs> heads to off to work with the children. <laughs> and at work, she's, like, telling him a story about Peter Pan, because he's make-believe, so, why she's not? gonna just make up, right, so that's, that's what she does, she just makes up stories about Peter, just like her mom did when she was little, um, or, like, when her mom did when Wendy was little, mm-hmm. and as she's, like, telling the story about Peter Pan and this mermaid and a shark, Peter shows up out of fucking nowhere and is just sitting with the kids. Well, that's and, rude. Yeah, and this is in a hospital, she's like, sir, how did you get past security, like, <laughs> What? like, Ma'am? Ma'am? So, basically, he, like, shows up and is like, hey... I don't know. (laughs) He's just, like... He keeps talking with the kids, and uh, two of the kids, like, Alex and... There's a girl, too, that he talks with are, like, very starstruck over him because, like, it's their story come to life, which Mm -hmm. I thought was very cute. And he's basically come to convince Wendy to help him with this finding his shadow. And he tells her that he's starting to think that the shadow is connected to all these other kids disappearing. Oh! Right. So, and then she asks him, like, why he thinks this, and, like, basically, well, what is the shadow? And he says that there's a reason shadows are supposed to be attached to people. I'm reading directly from the book, Mm -hmm. by the way. They're they're dark, wicked things. Not like fairies who cause trouble, but it's fun. Shadows are made up of all the dark and bad parts of yourself. They feed off bad thoughts, fear, worry, sadness, and guilt. When you start getting consumed by those feelings, it gives the shadow power over you. If it gets strong enough, it can run off and do terrible things. Especially my shadow. And when mine got away, it started stealing lost kids. Ooh. (laughs) Sir. Yeah. You need to, um, rein it in. Yeah. So it's like, "Mm." (laughs) imagine if Wendy was just like, "Mm, that sounds like a you problem. (laughs) Mm, That sounds fake, but okay. (laughs) So Wendy hears him out and obviously she still has a lot of guilt over surviving and her brother's not surviving and her brother's being lost. So she kind of agrees to help him out. So later that night when she gets home, she is like getting ready to go to bed she goes out to her car to grab her swim stuff from her truck trunk because she's like a high schooler. She's mm-hmm. eighteen, and some random dude comes up to her and starts like having a conversation with her, being like, "Oh, nope, don't like that." Being like, "Hey, Wendy, uh, how's it going? Like, I was just out having like a nice walk in the in the woods. Do you want to like join me?" Oh um, <laughs> no, nope, so don't creepy. like that. Don't like that. This book is like low key one of the scariest books I've ever read. Like, it's just so creepy. Uh uh don't like that. Yeah, and he basically just says a bunch of like very ominous creepy things. And while she's talking to him and he also like low key looks like Peter. So you assume this is the shadow, right? Yeah. Like So she, as she's talking to this guy, she hears a scream coming from her backyard. And she can tell that it's Alex, one of the little kids from the hospital that she, like, (gasps) works with. Oh, hell This scene, I'm telling you, is so... It it hurt my heart because he, like, he, like, screams. I'm trying to see... He, like, screams for her. She's like, Wendy, help! And you can just, like... The author describes it in such detail that I could, like, picture it. And I'm like, if this were me, I would be 100% Wendy. Like, I would probably have done this. Like, just been like, well, I'm scared of this woods because it's low-key where I went missing or kidnapped or something, but uh, this child is yelling for me, so therefore I have to go after them. (laughs) So Wendy starts going after him into this woods, which everyone has repeatedly told her not to go in, because it's where she, like, went missing. Which, duh. And there's always a
0: forbidden forest in every book. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And also it's, like, where the kids are going missing, too. So... She darts into the forest and starts, like, sprinting, trying to find Alex. But while she's in there, she, like, gets tripped up and starts, like, getting, I don't know, tangled up by these... I'm, I'm picturing, like, vines and, like, a blackness starts coming, kind of going, coming over her. And she starts screaming for Peter. And Peter, of course, came to her rescue. Of course. And... Of course, and uses, like, pixie dust to form into a sword and, like, starts chopping away at, like, the vines and roots or whatnot and defeats this, like, darkness and, like, gets her back to her house.
0: This is giving me very much that scene in Goblet of Fire when Harry has to save Cedric from the vines pulling him into the maze. Yes! That sexual tension...
1: That's sexual tension. I love it. Um, I'm here for it. Give it to us. Yeah, and it's funny, because, like, I I just found it a bit amusing, because they, like, they they literally say in the book, like, oh, yeah, Peter can make, like, a weapon out of pixie dust. Like, that's part of his magic. And so I'm, like, literally just picturing, like, the worst CGI forming into, like, a sword. (laughs) (laughs) And I know it's probably supposed to be, like, way better than that, but it's what I'm picturing in my head. I mean... That's the best, The beauty of books. You get to make your own movie in your head. It is. It really is. After this, she like he brings her back to the house, and he basically, like, she's really now sold. Like, we have to help these kids. Like, I can't, like, leave them out here, especially, like, Alex. I know this kid. Now one so, that you
0: actually know has been taken. You right. don't give a fuck about them until... Well, she did give a fuck,
1: but now it's, like, really serious because she's like, ah, like, I knew this kid. I just saw him earlier today. But, yeah, it is kind of (laughs) shitty. I don't blame her, though. She's got a lot of trauma from when her brothers went missing. I probably wouldn't want to think about it either. The trauma. Can't be a good YA without a little trauma. That's right. So they, when they come back to the house, um... I'm trying to... Th- I think, like, P- P- uh, Wendy's mom sees Peter, and they have to come up with, like, a clever, like, lie about who he is, and they call him Barry, which I was thought was hilarious, because mm-hmm. the guy who Original wrote Peter author. Pan is Barry. That's I cute. I was like, wow. He really thought of everything. You really got me there, Aiden Thomas. You're you really <laughs> pulling all the punches out here. So, uh, when they come back, it's already reported that Alex is missing, His dad saw him get it taken, which I was like, wow, as a parent... I'm not a parent, but I feel like if I were, that would hurt my soul. Right? So, yeah, it's already been reported, so... I mean, good on the dad. Like, he's on top of this shit. Right. So, the next day, Wendy and Peter had, like, arranged to meet up at, like, noon. But Wendy is, like, overcome with nightmares and flashbacks of Neverland... And when she wakes up, she realizes, oh, shit, it's like 1130. So she, like, quick goes and takes a shower and is, like, dashing downstairs. And her dad catches her and is like, where do you think you're going? You have to go to the police to talk to them because Alex went missing and you just saw him yesterday. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the police uh, station and, like, doesn't tell them anything they don't know already. Like, she, they're like, oh, well, what did you talk about with Alex yesterday? And she's like, uh, Sharks. Like Baby he's,
0: shark doo, doo. He, did
1: did sorry he's it. like six like or like five or six like what do you think we talked about like yeah we talked so, about the
0: man that's gonna kidnap him in a couple yeah, hours yeah literally
1: And what he as, looks
0: like and yeah. make sure to scream real loud for me so I can't help like what <laughs> right what a stupid fucking question I can't it was stand so, people it's,
1: yeah the cops are just like so frustrating in this uh in this book and in real life <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, she said what she said. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah. And they, like, ask her, like, oh, have you seen that boy since, um, like, whenever you found him? And she's like, uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Not making eye oh. contact? No. Are that they- is that a new ceiling?
1: Yeah, that's literally. That's a
0: very beautiful new ceiling.
1: Literally. Yeah, so she's just like, uh, no. But internally, she's like, uh, should I tell them? Like, could they possibly help this? But she, like... Is like, no, if I tell them, they're going to, like, take him in for questioning. And we can definitely get this done way better than they can. So, I'm just going to opt not to tell them. Just girl boss things. (laughs) Literally. So, yeah. They eventually... She does eventually, like, meet up with Peter. And... I don't know. I think they, like, try to, like, discuss some plans, some tactics... But they end up running into her best friend, Jordan, and Jordan's like, girlfriend, is that a, like, are you, are you guys like a, is this a a thing? And and Wendy is like, no, it's not. (laughs) Bite me. Yeah. But Jordan is like low-key suspicious. She's like, I don't buy it. Like, good friend, Jordan. Yeah. You know what? And as she should, men are trash. Even Peter Pan.
0: I'm so sad, RIP, to my men ain't shit sign in my room. Oh, yeah. Because I had to get rid of it because now that I have my grown-up girl job, I'm on meetings two or three times a day with my camera on, and I have it positioned in the corner of my desk where it's right over my shoulder. And Mm -hmm. thankfully, like, it hasn't been that visible in most meetings, but then I realized as I was moving my camera, I was like, oh, shit, you're going to be able to see that. So I had to change it, and I changed it to oops with a heart next to it. <laughs> so,
1: it's just as accurate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> basically means the
1: same thing. Basically. So later on, Peter and Wendy go trapezing through the woods again because they're still trying to find these kids. And Peter takes her, or Peter like leads them to this like waterfall. Basically, um, I think this is like another whole day that even that they go into the woods. And they have, like, a fun little time splashing around in this waterfall. Adorable. Yeah. And it's a very cute scene. You can clearly tell that there is some sexual tension between Peter and Wendy. They, yeah. They almost kiss.
0: Oh, my God. Of gosh. course. There's always an almost kiss.
1: Of course. We also find out that Peter's magic is, like, slowly, like, leaving him. But it's, like, leaving him at, like, an alarming rate. Like, he's a- aging pretty fast. Like, before he said he was 19, but he looked 15. Now he looks like a senior in high school. And this has only been, like, a couple days. Nope. So it's, like, rapidly becoming faster and faster. And we don't know what's going to happen if he can never get his shadow back. Because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be eternally a, like, little boy. hmm So. Unfortunately, they're not able to kiss because they uh, get startled by, like, some distant boom off. And and I feel like that would be like child abuse because
0: technically he is a little boy. He's just aging rapidly. No. Well, she's like a fully formed teenager, and he was just a little boy a few days ago. Yeah, but he's eight. Like, but he's like physically aging. Not mentally though.
1: But then again, most but men, men are, don't. Yeah. Then again, men don't. <laughs> That is, like, such a stupid argument. Men don't mentally age. That's so true. I forgot.
0: <laughs> I forgot. That's my being. They
1: mentally age at an alarmingly slow rate. So when they come back from this excursion out in the waterfall, uh, Jordan, like, catches them coming out of the woods and confronts Wendy about it and is like, girl, what the fuck is going on? You've been so, like, like hard to catch lately. I can't. Like, you've not come over in, like, days. You won't talk to me. You're coming out of the woods with this random new boy who just popped out of nowhere, and you're soaking wet. Like, you've been scared of this woods for years. Like, what is happening? And they get into, like, a tiff, you know? They fight about it. And Jordan storms off, of course, because they're teenagers, so the drama is very high. Of course. The stakes are very high. Um... So, they both go their separate ways, upset and pissed at each other. Wendy, that night, goes inside and, like, decides that she wants to keep this acorn with her, like, at all time. She pulls out her, like, jewelry-making kit from when she was, like, ten. I love fashions, that! Yeah, and fashions a necklace for this acorn. I'm like, if this isn't all of us, <laughs> that it really sums it all up, doesn't it? The next day... Couple days later, Peter uh, and Wendy are meeting up again, and Peter shows up at her door unexpectedly, and her mom answers it and is like, "Barry," <laughs> which every time they call him Barry, no fail, cracks me up, <laughs> and she... <laughs> it's such a random, it's just like such a like name to Barry, like it sounds fake. It sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. And she's like, "Are you okay?" And it turns out that Peter had tried to go after his shadow the night before, um, without Wendy. And she that he because he thought he could just like take it on its on his own, um, but he obviously could not because it's getting stronger, um, and that and he's getting weaker. So it did not end well for him. <laughs> Mister P- Mister Pan has been just bruised and not down a peg.
0: Mr. Pan is no longer a Pan. He is like a pot
1: holder. <laughs> Thank you. I just thought of that. Like later on they go out to the woods again and still are trying to track these kids down. And as they're like going through these trails and whatnot <clears throat> they're talking and like Wendy asks him, like, Oh, do you miss Neverland? And he's like, Well, sort of. Um It's, like, a a lot nicer there. (laughs) Um, But um, that he said that, like, being in Oregon has, like, its perks. um, But he just, like, really misses being able to fly. And that his, like, older body feels weird because he's not supposed to grow up, obviously.
0: Oh, man's never hit
1: puberty. Yeah, I know. His
0: balls dropped and he was like, wait, what is that?
1: So, Wendy then asks, like, do the lost kids stay in Neverland forever? And Peter tells her, well, it's sometimes, but most of them are able to find their way and move on. So, he then thinks, like, they, they're they getting close, and, like, Wendy can feel it, too, um, because they can start trying... Like, they can start hearing something. So, they, yeah, so they, it's getting louder, and they think it's, like, the kids, but it turns out it's just, like, a... I'm trying to, like a, what's it called? A search party. Okay. That's the word. I was like, oh, what is it? I
0: thought you were, like, talking about, like, the, never mind, because it's not going to make sense. <laughs> Ignore yeah, me. It's super it's easy. like a,
1: yeah, so they're, they hear a search party, because there's obviously a lot of people searching these woods for these missing kids, and they, like, dash out of there and realize, like, Peter has to stay at Wendy's house because he can't go back to this hunting shack because there are cops and people crawling all over this woods. So he's going to get found out. Mm -hmm. So they just are like, just, so Wendy's like, just come back to my place. We'll figure it out from there. And of course they go back and they like, I think it starts raining or something. He gets, all his clothes are like sopping wet. So she puts them in the dryer Or she washes them and puts them in the dryer. I don't know. They're dirty. She washes his clothes for some reason. And they, like, settle in for the night, and they're, like, just talking. And you can tell that they're, like, the sexual tension is so thick. You could cut it with a knife right now. Let me tell you, I was dying at this part. And he's just, like, talking more about, like, the Lost Boys and how... Wendy asks him, like, how do you manage to take all of that on by yourself? And if he's taking care of everyone else, who takes care of him? And he says, like, no one, but it's really not a burden. And that he doesn't expect her to understand because there's some things that, like, don't have a cut and dry explanation. One question. Yes. This
0: whole time, she hasn't thought to ask, hey, where are my brothers? What do you mean? Like... If she went missing with her brothers and she came back, that means her brothers are most likely with were with Peter. Right. So she hasn't asked him in this entire time. She, where are my brothers? It's
1: implied, basically. I think she does ask him, and I just like must have forgot to mention it. But yeah, she asks him like, "Oh, so if this shadow is taking kids, did it take my brothers too? Then is that where they are?" Mm-hmm. And he, he says, "Yes." Like this shadow is also taking her brothers. Like that's why they've not returned back from Neverland. Like she did.
0: Okay. But does that mean that five years ago was when he lost his shadow?
1: So. I'm trying or, to think how to explain it. So, yeah. like. Um, you don't have to keep this part in. I'm just like trying no, to. No, I feel it. like I should have probably mentioned it, but. Oops. Oh, well. <laughs> Basically, when he took Wendy to Neverland, that's when things started to get weird in Neverland. Okay. And so, maybe she was oh, because she was the first girl. Cause she was she was twelve, almost thirteen. Oh right. So, so she, she was, was like, the oldest girl who'd been there. I was gonna and say because so, she was just about to hit puberty. So they like so ever since she went, like things have just started going wrong. Mm. So and oh, so basically once when Peter brought her back is when it started getting really, really bad. So you're, yeah, you're left to, like, it's left for you to assume that they've been taken this whole time. Okay. And that's why Peter brought her back, because he was worried she was going to get taken as well.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: Yeah. So. Aww, he cares um, about her. He does. Like, I Like, re- I'll, like, go over this at the end of, like, all the th- brilliant things I think Aiden Thomas did with this retelling, or Mm reimagining i should say but he that's the one thing i really like that he took from the original peter pan and kind of pumped up is like that there is like clearly some sort of interest mutual interest between Mm -hmm. wendy and peter so um then we while they're like peter rolls on his side and goes to sleep we get this really nice quote that i like from Wendy's internal monologue, saying what what was it like to be him, to prioritize everyone else's happiness, to bring other people joy, even if it meant suffering himself. And I thought it was ironic, because I feel like Wendy does that too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, like, so self-aware, yet so self-unaware. Yeah. Because I'm like, girlfriend, that's you. That is you, sis. So when Wendy wakes up the next day, she notices Peter's gone, of course, and she goes downstairs and like is looking for him and of course her mom comes out of nowhere who's been absent like when working this whole book and is like suddenly like hey let's go clean we're cleaning today didn't you hate that as a kid when your parents would be like you're going to help me clean today yes oh, nothing Don't even get I, me started there's nothing i hated more than when i was like i wanted to i was like had other plans or like just didn't i i wanted to just chill out and then my mom's like we're cleaning today like I would be like, fuck.
0: Or she'd be like, you have to come outside and help me weed all of the gardens. Yes, garden. my yes. sister flat, my oldest sister flat out told my mom, you do the things in- outside, I do the things inside. So like she refused to help weed, and she would just clean inside. She doesn't do outdoors. <laughs> Mood. Yeah, and she got away with it
1: too. So, is that was that Catherine? Yep. <laughs> That's oldest oldest sibling privilege, right? Yeah, so her mom's like, we're cleaning today, and she's like, fuck, okay, even though I'm the one who cleans usually. <laughs> so as she's cleaning, her mom tells her, hey, go go dump the garbage out in your dad's study, and she's like, are you for real? Like, you want me to go in there? Like, <laughs> it's never been said, but it's imp- it's been implied that her dad's study is, like, his room that, like, no one goes in, mm-hmm. you know? So she goes in there and like starts looking around, and she sees all these like beer bottles and papers scattered about, and starts like kind of snooping around. Naturally, of course, as one as does. you do. I do that when my dad's not home, and I'm 25. Right. So right. So she starts snooping around, and she finds a key that op- that she assumes opens the room that Michael and John slept in, like their bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's been locked ever since. Probably because it's, like, too painful for them to go in there, so they don't Fair want enough. it to, like... Right. So, like, I get it. Whatever. But the dust in there. Oh, can you imagine? Oh. So, naturally, after narrowing... Narrowly escaping her dad's questioning after he sees her in there, she takes the key, meets up with Peter somehow. I don't remember exactly how. <laughs> And her and Peter go in, unlock the room and go in, and they're, like, convinced, like, this is going to tell us, like, this is the key to figuring this all out. Mm-hmm. So they go in there, and they, like, start talking about growing up, basically, and what Wendy wants to do when she grows up, and she's she wants to be, she used to want to be a nurse, like her mom, but now she's thinking, like, oh, maybe I'll be a doctor. Yeah, aim high. That's That's right. So, um... So then I think, so then Wendy asks him like, oh, did you ever have dreams of growing up? And he's like, no, uh, I can't grow up or I wasn't supposed to. So I never had that feeling. I was, I was Peter Pan, the boy who never grew up. I got to live in the fantasy world of Neverland and think of anything I could and, and do whatever I want and not have any responsibilities, which like, wow, I wish. And so Peter points, or sorry, Wendy points out, like, but you had a lot of uh, all those lost kids to look after. That's a big, big responsibility, isn't it? And Peter's like, yeah, but it, that was fun. Like, it wasn't a responsibility to, to like, to him at least. I could do it in whatever I wanted in Neverland. So, he then she asks him, "You never felt like you were missing something?" And she's like, "Well, not until I met you." Oh, bomb drop right through the heart. Ugh. Right. And he, like, goes on to say, like, oh, well, I was fine with my job and, like, what I was meant to do up until I heard you telling stories to John and Michael. And then I would, like, sit and watch you tell stories to them. And the first person that, sorry, yeah. And so that, like, really changed me. And then he goes on to say, like, her mom was the first person he met who wasn't a lost kid and was the first person who became her friend and didn't live in Neverland with him. But just like everyone else, she had grown up. So when he decided to look for her again, that's when he found her sitting at the window. And he felt like he had to meet her because he wanted her to see that he was real. And that, so then he goes on to say when his shadow first went missing, he thought it was a punishment for letting himself be distracted by her and by Wendy. Yeah, by Wendy, mm. because he was trying to get close to her, and he, like, wanted to be, like, with her, which I think is such an... It's just so interesting. This book has got so many, like, little things like that that it's, like... So, was, like, has, is Wendy, like, the only person who's ever tempted him to grow up? Like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just <laughs> like the whole dichotomy of it. It's just, like, so... The relationship is so interesting, and he like basically just goes on to say like how he thought maybe she had her own kind of magic because he's never felt so like compelled to someone and that he felt like different to him. And that's when he like says that he like says that she was the oldest kid who ever came to Neverland. It's meant for, for children. And I, and he thinks that's part of why he started losing his magic. Um, and and that it's essentially his fault for all of it happening because he went against the rules and like basically kind of like fell in love with her. Aww. And he like starts shaking and and she's like you sh- I thought you weren't afraid of anything and he's like I'm terrified of losing you. Oh. And then he asks to stay with her. Oh. And then as soon as their lips touch, the window bursts open and the shadow comes through like the window and starts dropping Straight up facts on us. Let me tell you. This is when shit goes down. The shadow basically, like, and uh, captures Peter and starts really draining him of his magic. And he, like, a, it's a funny line. He's like, she, Wendy's like, what's happening? And the shadow's like, isn't it obvious? Our dear Peter Pan has kissed his magic away. I thought it was such a funny line. Because <laughs> it's so, like evil villainy. That and it's such like a
0: childish thing to say. Yes! Exactly! That's so
1: funny. It, it's like so then the, like the Shadow says because he pre- developed feelings for for Wendy um, it's because of her that brought this all to fruition and brought Peter Pan to his knees and this is when we, we find out that the shadow does not have her brothers. He never had her brothers. Peter Pan is as the guide for lost children, for the souls of children who have lost their way, and that he's supposed to ease their suffering and help them cross to the other side and, like, get over their, like, death and pass on.
0: So the brothers are actually dead.
1: Yeah. <gasps> and, that, and Peter knew this whole time and, like, didn't say anything. So... Like, he takes them to Neverland, and it's, like, a limbo, like, between living and dead, where dead kids can come to terms with dying, and that's what he did with his with her uh, brothers, but when he saw her next to, to them, and she was begging him to let her go with her brothers, he caved, but living people don't belong on Neverland, mm-hmm. obviously, and... Her brothers have been stuck there, um, waiting for waiting in limbo because they're not able to move on. Because Wendy was there with them as well, mm-hmm. so they're like stuck in Neverland since she went there with them and then like left basically. And then we f- we get like a flashback scene telling us how they died, and it turns out, drunk driving. Out, no, turns out they were playing in the woods right. As kids do, me and my brother played in the woods all the time as children, and they're just goofing around, and this they hear like t- these this sh- like gunshot, and look over and see that the oldest I think was John, he's dead. He's just like laying there, and Wendy and M- Michael are like standing there like shocked, like what the fuck? And then they hear another gunshot, and Michael is then dead. And so Wendy is in, like, shock, and she sees her brothers lying dead on the, like, on the floor of the forest, of the woods, and starts, like, sobbing over them and trying to wake them up, and suddenly she hears someone from over to her side coming up, and so she gets scared and runs behind the tree that she's been drawing, Mm -hmm. and, um, and, like waits for this person to come up because she's like, ah my ass doesn't want to be dead either, like mm. <laughs> so she hides behind the tree and waits, and she sees their neighbor coming up, and he's drunk and hunting off season and he's the one who killed her two brothers. And it's ironic because two of his kids are two of the kids that the shadow took. That's what and, he gets. And, piece and of shit. It, and her dad has been helping the search party, searching for them. So this turns out this whole time that her brothers have been dead. Burn and, him! Burn and him! he, like, went and, and buried their bodies and didn't tell anyone because he was drunk and hunting off-season. Burn him! Burn yep. him! We get that flashback, and it's just great. And so then, like, Wendy... Like, even though this is, like, very traumatic, obviously, to be confronted with this, all of a sudden, she gets up, the uh, Shadow has obviously left and taken Peter to the hideout where the kids are, mm-hmm. obviously. Because it's evil. And mm-hmm. she, re- she decides she's, like, gonna... She refuses to let the Shadow win. And even though Peter lied to her, he, like, he was trying to save like, the children and do Mm -hmm. his job. So, like, she doesn't necessarily blame him that much. Which I think is fair. Yeah. I was just glad to not have to dedicate, like, 50 pages to her being mad at Peter. (laughs) To be honest.
0: Hey, they didn't get the teen angst in there. The drama of hating the one that you love, that's not a check.
1: I know. So, she gets up, dashes into the woods, and inside, like, she finds this, like... Cage with all these children in it. To which I was like, kids in cages? Is the shadow of the U.S. government? Oh! 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 This got a little real.
0: Ugh. This got a little real too quick.
1: Is this a symbol?
0: Symbolism? <laughs> My English teachers were right. The words we read in
1: books mean something? Literally. Yeah, so... she And she sees the kids in there, and she like starts comforting them. And it's like it's uh, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get you out. And she basically starts antagonizing the shadow after it like approaches her and is like, "I thought I got rid of you." As shadow as evil people do. As obviously. a shadow would say. Right, exactly. So they she weakens the cage. The kids all like break out. And as she's like just dist- um they all get out as she's like distracting the shadow by like taking on it the brunt of its, like, cruelty. It's, like, telling her, like, it's all your fault that your brothers, like, died. You should have been protecting them. You were, like, the oldest sibling, so it's all your fault. Um, but it's, like, so focused on Wendy and, like, berating her that it doesn't notice that, like, all these children are climbing out of this cage <laughs> and, like, escaping. But um, as they're escaping, w- like, Wendy f- uh, feels, like... The kids coming up to her and, like, wrapping their arms around her. And basically, Wendy gains the courage to um, basically start taking hold of the tendrils of this shadow and starts, like, um, bunching them up and putting them and, like, taking them in her hand so then she can sew the shadow back on to Peter. And the kids all start joining in and, like, start grabbing the shadow so that it can't, like, control them anymore and, and... Uh, instill fear in them. Mm -hmm. So they eventually grab hold of the shadow, sew it back onto Peter, and they defeated the shadow. Yay! Yay! (laughs) And uh, so they do that. Peter gets back his shadow. He gets back his magical powers and whatever. And the kids are like, oh my gosh, is that Peter Pan? And Peter Pan is like, nope, I'm Barry. Um, (laughs) Peter Pan is a made-up story. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Peter and Wendy decide like he's gotta he's gotta go. He can't be there when the when the um cops roll up, and and whatnot because they can hear the search party's still going on mm-hmm. in the background. So Peter pieces out and is like, "Bye, Wendy, love you. Bye, see ya." Um, and then like they they start like yelling for the the search party that's closest by, and the search party comes and finds them, and everyone's reunited. And Wendy drops the bomb on the cops and her parents that their that their neighbor killed their the, her two brothers, and the neighbor is there because his kids were two of the kids that were caught or were taken, and he starts like bawling and it was like, it was an accident. I was s- drunk, hunting off season. Piece of blah, shit. Basically, blah, blah. Yeah, should they, have just said I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they book him right there. And Love it. Yeah, and that's basically like where it ends. Um I think her Wendy's parents tell her like it was never your fault, like we're sorry you, we like made you feel that way if like we did anything that made you feel that way and we put that like guilt on you. And that's and it ends with like Wendy off in college going to be a doctor. So Love that. Yeah, that's how it ends. I thoroughly enjoyed this book. I really loved the that they the, uh, that Aiden Thomas blatantly says that like lost boys are like the are like kids who die because it's like mm-hmm. it's basically said in Peter Pan but it's not like outright said like this like this is very yeah. blunt like these kids died and now Peter Pan is helping them cross over. Oh, I love that. yeah and then I like like I just because Peter's still very juvenile in this book. But he's not mean. He's Mm -hmm. mean in the original book. He's a dick in the original book. He is so mean. He's such a dick. And it's like you can chalk that up to like the immaturity of being a child. But at some point, it goes from the immature from immaturity to just sheer like just meanness being a bully. So I like that he dialed that back and really kind of heightened like the innocence and naivety of. Of Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know some people had some problems with the book because they thought the parents were like, it was unrealistic how absent they were and like, Mm -hmm. how they didn't go and get like therapy or anything. But I felt like the parents were accurately portrayed to how they were in the book. Because in Peter Pan, the book, her dad is like such an asshole. (sighs) And her mom is like, she's nice, but she does seem kind of like airheaded at times. Mm -hmm. And so I just personally felt like the author was taking those characteristics and building on them in this situation. Like, oh, what would have happened if Wendy only came back? Would they have realized their mistakes still? Or would have they would they have just sat in those like pre-existing habits? So
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: that's the that's the end. That that would be it. I love that.
0: I also love how they didn't End up making Hook the villain because I feel like that was very evilist, right. and we're not going to get into that. But um, I really loved loved that. That wasn't a factor.
1: Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this book. I gave it five stars on Goodreads <laughs> and Storygraph. And I cried at the end when it's like revealed that Michael and John were killed right in front of Wendy because it's like a very, a very in detail scene. The trauma. The trauma. Exactly. Well,
0: you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BookaholicsPod, and you can follow me on Twitter at BranchToastix with an X, and on Instagram at Francesca Hope, and where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13, or on Storygraph, Alicia Reads. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye!